we introduce once you have your plan, it's like, how do you run your plan? How do you, how do you stay focused? And this is, this is where we get back to the basics. We have what we call as a day blocker. So each day you have a different task that you're doing that points back to your three pillar plan. You then have, uh, you keep track of a, a scorecard and we have a, the agent rise planner. And so you keep track of, uh, your goals and your, uh, your metrics that we, the scorecard that we, we put together for you and you stay focused on that metric where you're competing against yourself and not against others. And that's where, again, you can continue when you, when you do all of this and you have your three pillar plan, you follow the steps to build it. It becomes really, really clear on what you're supposed to be doing every single day. Then you work according to the day blocker. You keep track of your metrics so that you're only competing against yourself. And so again, you're starting to be who you want to become and you just get into that rhythm and that routine and you're unstoppable at that point. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Neil Mathwick. Now, Neil, you don't really need too much of an introduction. I'm sure everybody here right now knows who you are. But for anybody who happens to be living under a rock and for some reason <laughs> doesn't know who Neil Mathwick is, let me introduce you, my friend. You are the uh, host of the Agent Rise podcast, which is, in your words, a weekly pick-me-up for real estate agents. Uh, you are the creator of the Agent Rise coaching program, which helps you become the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally, in three phases, assessment, learning, and coaching. Uh, you're the author of Agent Rise, which is a real estate agent's guide to building a career that you love. You run the Agent Rise Summit, um, as well as the Summit in a Box for those that can't make it. Um, and if there's a recurring theme that anybody listening to this is hearing, it's that the word rise keeps on coming up. It's Agent Rise podcast, Agent Rise coaching. So what is this rise brand and why was that the word that you chose that was going to dictate everything that you do? Oh, thank you so much, Oliver. I'm just honored to be here, brother. I appreciate you uh, uh, reaching out to me and having me on your show. And I just, I love what you're up to. You're just showing me uh, your some of your, your your new tools here, and I'm, I'm fired up about them. And I love them. And you know, Agent Rise all started. Uh, it, it, I had a, I had an identity crisis for a long time. All I'd wanted to do is I wanted to help agents. And so after 13 years and after selling over a thousand homes personally, I took a love uh, to to working with agents and to helping agents grow their business. And I, I started out calling it round box because I thought that every coach program needs to have a box and it needs to have kind of a system, but, but agents get stuck in that box and their box needs to be round. It needs to be uh, allow for their own personality to play in their own strengths and their own um, everything that they've got going on in their own market. Right. And so it's not a one size fits all. So I kind of went through an identity crisis trying to name my program. And uh, one day I just thought, you know, really what I'm doing is I'm trying to rise up agents. I, uh, I, my heart has always been for the new and the stuck agent, uh, the agent that just doesn't believe it's possible, but, you know, has a dream, but they've lost hope, uh, a new, an agent that, you know, um, doesn't have a clear plan. They're, they're, they're all over the place and they're trying one thing one day and another thing another day. And they've got the worst case of shiny object syndrome and they just can't seem to hit their mark. And, but when we get a clear plan that's congruent to you and you've come alive in that plan, you literally rise up. And so the name hit me, Agent Rise, and it stuck. And uh, and that's that's why we call it Agent Rise. Right. So kind of correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, I think the the 
underlying notion behind the word rise is you are rising. Obviously, it's going to be as yourself. And that kind of malleability in terms of your approach means we're not going to turn you into this agent that does this and does that. It's who are you? What are you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And again, you're going to rise up, but you're always going to rise up as yourself. Amen. Amen. We want we want agents to believe in themselves. They they have so much power within them that they don't they don't they don't believe that's there, and they have limiting beliefs that stand in their way. And they you know our subconscious is our a a a, a machine, an engine, a computer uh, that has been running in the background and recording our lives. And all we know is all we've recorded. And when you can start to re-record and rewrite your subconscious brain, you literally become unstoppable. And, and so helping agents control their thoughts and, and, and believe and dream with the lid off and, and remove the limiting beliefs that are standing in the way, they literally rise up. It's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. I like that. Dreaming with yeah. the lid off. I've never heard that before, but I, that's, that's beautiful. And it really does paint a clear picture. Um, I, I kind of, I'm trying to, we'll see if I can formulate the question that the way that it is in my head. I'd imagine that there's a lot of pressure being a solution for agents that are kind of lost between strategies and methods. And, and let me kind of explain. I think that um, if you were, let's say, a coach who specializes in helping real estate agents build their social media brand through X, Y, and Z, there's a very specific thing. And so people aren't coming to you from a place of despondence. They know exactly what it is and exactly what they want. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'd imagine that there's a lot of pressure that you experience as somebody who does take your client's successes to heart and you wear your heart on your sleeve because the people that you're attracting are people that don't always know what they want. So you really have to almost be the shiny object and then as soon as they walk in the door, lose the shine and be like, hey, I'm here with you right now. So tell me about that. Yeah, it, it, really, I think the best way to, to look at it is, is some of us get so romantic about our businesses and we get so creative in our businesses, which is awesome. I, I mean, that's why I love being an entrepreneur. That's why I've been one my entire life. I love to create, right? So, but, but a lot of times that creativity can get in the way of a true actual plan that works and we can make things because we want to do them differently and we want to do them in, in our own unique style. A lot of times that can get in the way of truly what is going to work. And I specifically see that in video creation. I see there's a there is a clear path to follow to build a really strong YouTube channel today as a real estate agent that brings clients to you that absolutely love you before they even meet you. Yeah. And there is a recipe to this. And uh, and there's agents that just overcomplicate it. They they overdo it. And I think the other thing, too, is as much as it's, is it, it's is helping agents do the do the right things, it's getting them to stop doing the wrong things. And it's getting them, and you know, it's an 80-20 concept, right? Removing the 80% and focusing on the 20. And when you can get an agent to shift their attention to that and then also have a clear plan that's congruent to them, that feels right, they're excited about it, and you couple that all together and then teach them to stay consistent and not give up when it gets hard, but to just stay focused on their vision, work, I always say, work according to your vision, not according to your needs, because if you work according to your vision, you're needs will be met. And so if I can get them believing and believing in their vision, their needs are going to be met. They don't have to worry about how am I going to pay that mortgage and how am I going to pay that bill? When they're focusing on their vision, their needs will be met. And it's hard to believe that. 
It's hard yeah. to believe that. But if I can get an agent to believe that and see their vision and wholeheartedly give, go, go, go. And I said, the only way you're going to fail is if you quit. And if they don't quit on me, they're going to break through. And one agent after another breaks through because they believe in their vision. That's amazing. I'm, I'm thinking of a, one of the foundational principles that we hold at Sphere Social Media, which is the tool that I was showing you beforehand, is we say at Sphere Social Media that when you start with the problem, the content will kind of take care of itself. So instead of waking up every day and trying to think about what can I talk about, like it doesn't matter what you can talk about. What matters is what problems are they facing. And when you know that, it's fairly algorithmic to create content that's going to speak to the problems, but it, it all starts with the problem. I think here it's like, don't worry about X amount of dollars, X amount of needs that you have in your life. Just worry about your vision, focus on it, stay focused and stick to that Pareto principle of the 80, 20 rule. And then the vision will be met. And then the needs will be met also. That's it. That's it. And you, you, here's the, here's the challenge though. Most agents don't know what their vision is. I, I just want to sell a lot of houses. I just want to be a good agent. I, I, they don't know what their vision is. They don't have a clear plan. They don't know what they're going to do every single day of the week. And, and some of them, they just, they just talk to the agent in the office that's successful, that has a plan that's congruent to them. But that plan isn't congruent to the agent that's asking them, right? It's, right. it's congruent to the agent that's succeeding. And so they try to match their plan and they're not the same person. They don't, you know, like I, I, when I started, here's an example of this. When I started as a real estate agent, I was an entrepreneur before I was a real estate agent. So I had, I started a screen printing and embroidery business when I was in high school. And I had 300 customers, paying customers in my hometown that were buying t-shirts and apparel and stuff from me. I later sold that business and got into real estate. When I got into real estate, I remember going into QuickBooks at my printing company and downloading all of the customers, all of their addresses, 300 of them. I mailed every one of them an announcement letter and said, you've trusted me with your screen printing for all these years. I'm retiring from screen printing and I'm going into, into, uh, into to real estate. And so it was an announcement letter. So immediately I had a network of people that already trusted me, already respected me, and they were already calling on me to be a real estate agent. So when I sold 36 homes in my first year, that, that was impressive, right? Now, how do I teach a brand new agent to do the exact same thing? Well, they're not dealt the same deck of cards that I was dealt with, right? And so, so or they're, they're, you know, like they're, they're, they have to, they, they have to, their, their business is going to look different than mine, right? They're not, they're not, they don't have the same strengths that I do. And so, but they have other strengths. They have other strengths, right? So the plan needs to be customized to them because if they just copy the guy next to them in the office, it's not going to be congruent to them and they're not going to succeed. And so part of all of this is when, when, when you have an agent that has a clear plan that's congruent to them, they dream with the lid off. You got to dream with the lid off. You, your, your vision has to be bigger than, than you can imagine it. And I'm not just saying that to motivate you. I'm saying that because that's the reality, because what you think and feel you make real. So if you think it and believe it, it will become real and you work according to that vision and you don't ever give up you're, you're going to get there. I think what's interesting is, is as you're talking right now, you're mentioning the word of vision a lot. And the reality is, is that we could have called this podcast episode, the importance of vision or finding your vision in real estate. We called it back to basics. And Gary Vaynerchuk says something that I, I think was fascinating is that, uh, I don't remember who it was experiment, but basically I think there was an experiment where somebody asked a whole bunch of school children, what they wanted to be when they're older. And like, 80, 90% of them were saying like a millionaire or they wanted to do this. And they were really, really, really dreaming big. 
Um, and then they ask the same question to like, let's say 18, 20 year olds and the dreams of visions of like what you would like to hypothetically do one day didn't really change so much. So people dream big. And I think the challenge is, well, it's twofold. Number one is as they become an adult and they become more grown up and they have to get quote unquote realistic with themselves, they lose that dream. And that's, I think the one thing that they're almost taught that let's get serious now for a second, you're never going to be an astronaut. And it's like, well, Maybe I will, but even if I don't, I could, again, shoot for the stars and shoot for the stars, and if I miss, I'll hit the moon, right? Um, I think it's shoot for the moon, and if I miss, I hit the stars. But I think what's what I think people lack is when they get really focused on what that vision is, and they believe in it, which is what you were saying, the next logical and natural step is to create a plan where you focus on the basics that will get you to that goal, and then actually reaching that goal, which is why we're calling this podcast Back to Basics, because the vision is kind of where it starts, but it's the focus on that vision and creating a plan of attack to identify what are the 20% of actions that I need to be taking? What are those basics? So let's look at you in your life. You lost 100 pounds. This is the first time I'm mentioning this on the show, but again, most people will know that. You lost 100 pounds, and that is a massive result, but the changes that you made were not massive changes. They were simple. And again, I'm using the word simple on purpose. They weren't easy, but they were simple. So how did the basic, what were those basics and how did those basics turn you into this new and improved version of yourself? Mm -hmm. I've lost a hundred pounds four different times in my life. And I got to say that right out of the gate because this is the first time that I did it in a different way. So I've struggled with my weight from the very, from my entire life. And, and what I did differently this time is I changed my thoughts. I changed my belief because what my old belief was, was the only way I would lose weight is if I got on Atkins or I joined Weight Watchers or I did some diet or some program and I'd have to say really, really strict and really, really disciplined and I'd have to hold on and I'd have to work out three days a week and I'd have to, you know, all of these different things that I would have to do in order to do that. So I became a slave to the idea that that's what I would need in order for me to lose weight. In 2020, and I'm sorry, in 2022, January 2022, I, I had this theory in my, in my mind of what if I start being who I want to become? Because who I was before was somebody that believed that I was big boned, somebody that believed that, you know, the only way to lose weight is on a diet, somebody that believed that, you know, I'm, my family's big, therefore I'm going to be big. Um, you know, I've always had this problem. It's all, it's just part of who I am. I'm just, I'm just meant to be big. I even turned it into being funny at times because I love Chris Farley and I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, right where Chris Carly grew up. And, and so I always had a great Chris Farley impression that we could do that one later, but, um, but I, but you know, I, I turned it into being funny. And so I covered it up. I covered it up. And in January of 2022, I started looking inside and I said, what if I start being who I want to become? And so I started thinking of what do healthy people do and healthy people, they, they, they get plenty of sleep. Healthy people eat right. Healthy people exercise. Healthy people drink water. Healthy people wear Fitbits and they keep track of how many steps they get. So I just started saying, what if I just take a whole list of what all the healthy people do and I start being what I want to become? I start being what healthy people do. And so then I started just asking myself, well, what do healthy people do? And so I would get to a restaurant and I would say, well, what does a healthy person do in a restaurant? I see that they eat salads first. So I'm going to start out with a salad, right? So I just started paying attention to what do healthy people do. And I just started telling myself that I, I want to be who I want to become. 
And and so it, it, this this healthy person, this 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 little filter of mine that I put on, I just I just ask myself, what does a healthy person do? Well, if if a healthy person does that, I'm interested, right? And I just started looking for that. And then when I look in the mirror, I don't see. At the time, I was 400 pounds. And when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see a 400 pound person. I found I saw a 225 pound person my future self. And this is actually what I weighed back when I was in high school. So since that date, every time I look in the mirror, I'm 225 pounds. Well, right now at at the recording of this, I'm 286 pounds. That's what I weighed in this morning. So I, but I see myself as a 225 pounder. And so what I think and feel I make real. And, and, and earlier when you mentioned, um, you know, how kids can dream bigger than adults, it's because the kids are closer to the source and the adults have gone through life, have gone through this world, and have formed misbeliefs that are standing in their way. But when you start to remove those limiting beliefs and you get back to that childlike dreaming ability that we all have and we're closer to the source and we can dream big, I'm telling you, I, I have conversations with my eight-year-old son right now that just blow your mind about uh, what he's dreaming about. And it's speaking to me. It's teaching me. I'm here. To, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm here to teach my kid, and my kid's here teaching me because he knows how to dream. Yeah, it really is magnificent. How many kids do you have, if you don't mind me asking? We have three, yes. Three kids, nice. We, yes. have, we two have a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and, and, and uh, a baby. Um, yes. And... Again, I always say, I mean, it's the same thing also with my with my six-year-old, but my three-year-old in particular, he lives, it's almost like everyone in the world is like an NPC for him. Like everyone's just like there and he lives in his own world, in his own head. And it's like we're all privileged just, just to be a part of it and just watching him go through life and literally like this fictitious universe that he's created for himself. It's like, man, <laughs> that dude's yes. got no problems right now. Like he's living life. Um <laughs> So let's let's relate that back, right? So what you're kind of mentioning is the small, consistent actions. Um, also, you were actually mentioning as well the manifestation and, and, and having that mindset, seeing yourself as a new person. But what that looks like practically is you you take this version of yourself and you, you, you perceive that person in the mirror. And then what that turns into are the good habits, like, again, wearing the Fitbit watch or the health watch, track your steps and all of that stuff. Um, so finding those small, consistent actions to take which will then in turn beat the massive sporadic actions. Like you mentioned that this is the fourth time that you've lost hundred pounds in your life. The difference is now is that you're doing it in a different way. And most of what you mentioned were small changes, but a lot of them done consistently. So again, it goes back to that idea that small consistent actions beat big sporadic actions every time. So for health, that means all of the actions that you take exercising more, but let's look at this in real estate for a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Practically speaking, what is their version of wear a Fitbit watch and eat healthier and this and that? Definitely, definitely. What we what we created is we call it the three pillar plan. And so you got to have a plan that's congruent to you and then stay consistent with that plan. And we have a three pillar plan. It's working with your sphere of influence. It's working with a chase pillar is what we call it. That's where you're going to go out and get business. And and then an attraction, which is the best defined as social media, where you're putting content out there. People are falling in love with you before they even meet you. And then that the, the, the relationship begins before they even meet you and they fall in love with you. And then you become their agent, right? So those are the 
three different pillars. And then deciding what goes into those three pillars allows you to know what your clear plan is. And we have eight different steps that we follow. And I can go through those steps, but there's eight different steps that we follow to build out your plan. And then at the end of this, and we have a 12-week program, at the end of this or 90 days or so, uh, you have a clear plan that's congruent to you and one you stay consistent with. And then we introduce, once you have your plan, it's like, how do you run your plan? How do you, how do you stay focused? And this is, this is where we get back to the basics. We have what we call as a day blocker. So each day you have a different task that you're doing that points back to your three pillar plan. You then have, uh, you keep track of a, a scorecard and we have a, the agent rise planner. And so you keep track of, uh, your goals and your, uh, your metrics that we, the scorecard that we, we put together for you and you stay focused focused on that metric where you're competing against yourself and not against others. And that's where, again, you can continue when you, when you do all of this and you have your three pillar plan, you follow the steps to build it. It becomes really, really clear on what you're supposed to be doing every single day. Then you work according to the day blocker. You keep track of your metrics so that you're only competing against yourself. And so again, you're starting to be who you want to become and you just get into that rhythm and that routine and you're unstoppable at that point because you, you, as long as you don't take your eye off the prize, as long as you don't stop focusing on your vision, if you, you know, when you go to conferences or you listen to podcasts, you get all these ideas, you got to filter those ideas through your plan. And if you don't, then you can get shiny object syndrome and you go all over the place. So that's where your plan becomes so clear that every time you go to a conference or listen to a podcast, you look through your plan as though it's a filter. And you say, oh, I want to pay attention to this because I could really fit this into my plan. Or no, this isn't for me. I, I don't need to go to this session. This isn't for me. This isn't a part of my plan, right? And then yeah. you avoid shiny object syndrome. And then that you take all of that leftover energy that you once were using by trying to figure out the right answer. You take all that energy and you put that into your plan and you, you break through. So it starts with identifying what that plan is or what the vision is. And then once you've identified the vision, you you can look through i guess everything through a filter of does this help get me closer to identify what the good habits and what the bad habits are but like how do you identify these these habits i'm calling them habits i mean in 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 health it might be a habit in real estate it might be a plan of attack or or actions action items whatever it is but how do you identify the good habits as well as the bad habits in real estate yeah it starts with your three pillar plan so you got to know what your plan is and then you also have to look at your three pillar plan as though it's a top of the funnel right so if you look at a funnel the top of the funnel is your three pillars you're going to be meeting people from your sphere of influence people from your chase and people from your attraction and then in the middle of the funnel is what we call as matchmaking and matchmaking is a is a a better way of of serving clients than just setting them up for an automatic email notification and calling them every once in a while to check in if they want to see a property. What matchmaking is is listening to them, knowing their search criteria, knowing that we call it their story of criteria, because every buyer has a story, right? And why they're buying and where they're moving from and who's moving with them and all of that good stuff, right? And so the, understand their story get their contact information. And when you call them, don't call them to check in or stay in the loop with them. Call them and say, I saw this house and I thought of you. 
Mm. I found this one. I sent you this new listing. I saw it. I thought of you. We want, we want to go check it out. And then you get into with matchmaking, you get into finding off market properties because today's market, it's so challenging. And a lot of, a lot of markets across the country have no inventory. Right. So it's it's hard to find properties. So then that gets you into finding off market properties, which then we talk about. Uh, we have a, and I have a buyer letter system that we send out uh, that we that we teach inside the program. But this is this is that matchmaking part. So, again, top of the funnel is your three pillars. Middle of the funnel is your matchmaking. And the bottom of the funnel is your service providing. And how well are you doing with clients and how much do you care and how much do they know that you care right and how many raving fans are you creating and so if you lose focus in this area it can all unravel and so you've got to be a great agent that cares about people and we teach agents how to do that inside agent rise so that they they can nurture those relationships create these raving fans and it just it just continues to compound and so then when you have that clear vision like that right and that follow that system and those day blocks you just almost can't help but start being successful because you're doing all of the things that successful agents are doing, right? Yeah. I, I guess, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I'd imagine a challenge that you face is it's one thing to kind of create the plan, to understand the vision, and then to create these good or bad, again, quote-unquote habits to set this up in motion. But it's going to be a totally other thing to, number one, consistently overcome the negative habits, meaning – let's say an agent has this impulsive desire to get a new logo every six months and like they spend three months looking for the right logo provider. It's like that. This is clearly a dopamine rush that you're looking for right now. So it's one thing to do it, but it's another thing to think to maintain that consistency. So how do you help them overcome these bad habits once and for all, if that's even a possibility and how do you help them on the other side of the coin, maintain consistent good habits? Yeah. It, that comes in following the steps. And we have the agent rise steps. It's the eight different steps to follow. And you don't want to jump ahead. Like, for example, you mentioned the new logo, right? And, and, and making your business look good. We get to that in step number seven. In, in our process. And the reason we do that, I always, I, I came up with this analogy once and it, it stuck, um, is that you don't wax the car when the transmission's broken, right? If right. your car is not running, you're not going to be out there spending time detailing the car. You're going to figure out how to get that to the shop to get that transmission fixed, right? And so the same thing with your business. Don't, don't, don't wax the car. Don't make your business all pretty and don't worry about the logo and the brand and all of that until you fix the transmission, until you get your business running. You've got to, you've got to get the announcement letter out. You got to get your, you got to get your database built. You got to start sending newsletters. You got to get your chase pillar built and then get systems in place. And then you start to attract agents with your logo, with your brand. I'm sorry, I don't, we don't attract agents. You attract buyers and sellers with your brand, with your logo. Um, and then, and then, but, but again, don't wax the car when the transmission's broken. It's all in right. the steps. Right. Okay. It's all so- important. Like branding is important. Don't get me wrong. I, I love a good brand and it's really important, but I'm telling you there's relationships is your brand. So the brand comes later. The marketing comes later. Build those relationships yeah. first. No. So even, even like with my, with my, um, my three part framework was brand automate scale, right? So brand, yeah. I didn't call brand branding. The first part of branding was identity. The reason I took care of it first was basically just say, let's remove this from your head right now. Let's just get a brand out there. And then you can stop thinking about it. And I have my designers. But now it's like, okay, let's get to the good stuff. 
Let's look at messaging. Who are you? What makes you different? Who are you trying to attract? Who's your ideal avatar? And then it was an extensive amount of time figuring out the type of person that you're trying to attract into your ecosystem, which will then direct and dictate the content you're creating, right? The emails that are going out, the way that you present yourself and the way that you, because you mentioned beforehand, this, this, this letter formula that you have when you're speaking to buyers, like, I think it's, it's the challenge I think agents oftentimes will face is I know in my head or maybe not in my head, I know subconsciously who I am. I know things about myself, but I don't know how to translate that into the real world. Right. Or I do care about my clients, but I maybe show it in a different way. So it's like, how do I take me, myself and I, and everything that embodies me and encompasses me and create a succinct, concise, and comprehensive brand that lets you know who I am, that is true to myself, that attracts the right people. And all of these steps, I think, and it has to differ per person, which is why, again, I like it that you're calling it the RISE program. But the challenge is, it's like, how do you be the best version of myself? It, it, not what is the one-size-fits-all approach that everybody has to take. It's what is the framework for how I can become the best version of myself. And now that we have the framework, let's look at it, break it down, and see what that means for you. Because your framework even though the framework is exactly the same, but the contents of it will look entirely different than mine. So let's look at the real estate market moving forward, right? I think the challenge is nowadays, it's almost like every six months as we're like talking about a whole new market and shifting and it's up and it's, it's just like no one really knows. Everyone's trying to make predictions and everybody maybe has metrics and everything to back up their predictions, but nobody really knows. But at the end of the day, what we do know is that the agents that focus on these basics will be successful regardless of what happens. And maybe they'll be more successful if it's a time of feast versus a time of famine, but the agents that take care of the basics will be okay. So what are your predictions for the real estate market moving forward, both in terms of the market itself and in terms of the agents that are going to be in the market? Are they going to stick around? What are your predictions? Definitely. Definitely. I, I think what it really comes down to is what you're focusing on. Right. Like I, I, I look at the market and in the, in the, this is, you know, a lean, lean market. I compare this to, to the recession of 2008 to 2011. It just looks a little different, but the number of transactions that are available are, are similar. And, and it's um, really hard for buyers to buy a home affordability is just as worse as it can get. Um, and, um, and I just, I just don't know where, where that's going to lead. And, but what I do know is that there are still people that need to buy and sell real estate. And I look at that and say, where are the areas? We're no longer in a want to move market. We're in a need to move market. And so who needs to move? And in that uh, scenario, it leads me to working with seniors. Uh, I know in our country here, uh, by the year 2045, over 60% of our population is going to be over the age of 55. So wow. when when in the recession, when the only deals that were meant to put together, or the only you know, like in the recession, like the only deals really that we could put together back then was was short sales and foreclosures, and and it, and then that came and went, right? That only stuck around for a little bit. Where with seniors, it's not going to come and go. Like we're going to need to be working with seniors for a long time. And the other thing too with seniors is they need us. There are agents that don't know how to serve seniors, don't have the patience, don't have the, um, you know, they, they, they want to use DocuSign instead of going over to meet at the kitchen table. Uh, and they, they're just not equipped to work with seniors. And yeah. I think there's a need in our market. And so that's an opportunity right there. It doesn't matter what the market's doing. It doesn't matter what interest rates are doing. If, if mom needs to move into assisted living, we're moving mom into assisted living, right? Yeah. And so 
that that to me is an opportunity. The other opportunity I see in this market is relocation. There are people just, I mean, for example, myself, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, lived 42 years there, never imagined living anywhere else in my life. And then I decided to go full-time RVing with my family because I wanted to start dreaming with the lid off. And I, I always had the dream of doing it and we just did it. And, and we went two years of full-time RVing, could pick anywhere we wanted to live in the country. And we picked Fort Myers, Florida. And we are, I can't believe I live here i'm living my freaking dream i'm riding yeah. a bike to my office i mean it's like it's it's bizarre right but you but that's i don't even know where i was going with all of that but anyways you you can start to you can start to really envision where you're going and, and dream and, and get there um and uh gosh what were we talking about we were talking about the, the predictions market. The market. The market. So, yes, moving yes. forward yeah. and say and say with this right what you focus on expands Right. And 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 so then with this relocation is a place to focus on. Right. So we talked about the seniors and you can exp you focus on that. There's plenty of work to be doing with seniors. Relocation, people like me relocating. Right. And you're, you're moving to a city that you know nothing about and you're going on to Google and, and YouTube and to search for the answers. And that's where your videos should be. And it's a living in and moving to structure. And, and so, again, this is an area that you can focus on. Another area is investors. Uh, investors are still buying and selling real estate and flipping real estate. It's gotten a little lean. It's gotten a little weird, but it's still abundant. It's still out there. And then another one, too, that we're focusing on, I got agents focusing on, is, is in new construction. Uh, there's not enough inventory. So where's everybody going? They're building homes. And so you could stand in the way of that flow of people building homes and represent those purchases. So, again, I just want to get the point across that don't focus on the doom and gloom. Don't focus on where the market's going or what's happening. I mean, be a little bit of aware. You got to know where interest rates are. You got to know where inventory, stuff like that. But don't panic because what you focus on expands and what you think and feel you make real. So if you want a doom and gloom market, you're going to get a doom and gloom market because right. you're the only thinker in your head, right? And so if you don't want a doom and gloom market and you want an abundant market, then start thinking an abundant market and look for the opportunities and they will appear. That's awesome. Okay, Neil, I, I don't want to make it easy for you. So before we close out, I want to go for a rapid fire round. Are you down? Awesome. Yes, I'm in. I love it. Okay. Quick questions, quick answers. Got to be off the top of your head because that's going to be the, the best answers are going to be the ones that you didn't mean to say. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. Ready? Okay. Yep. Okay. In one word, what's the secret to your success in real estate? Focus. What's one habit that you recommend every real estate agent adopt instantly? Start being who they want to become. Does nice. that work? I think so. Well, the, 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 the problem with that is that's not really a habit. That's the vision. The but I guess the habit would be to act like the person. Oh, yes. Um, I, I think it, it starts with a great morning routine. Getting right in the mind in the beginning. That's a good habit. I know I said I wasn't going to, it's got to be quick answers, but, but I, I know, need to sorry. dig into that. What I'm is the morning? The rules. No, 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 no. I'm breaking the rules right now. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, I want to dig into that a little bit more. What is the morning routine? Yeah. So I, I, um, everybody's morning routine should be completely different. I'm not a big believer in like, it needs to be this way. Start with the miracle morning. I love that book. And I practiced that for many years. Right. So just find your thing. My, my mornings have morphed into so many different things, but right now what my routine is, is I start out my morning. I just want to be quiet. I don't look at my phone. I try not to look at my phone for two hours. I just literally just try to be quiet like and in, in mind. 
And then I go out, I exercise right away. I drink a lot of water in the morning. I really hydrate myself. I, I used to drink coffee. I don't drink coffee anymore. I was a coffee drinker my entire life. And I just stopped drinking coffee because I just realized that it was dehydrating me. It was working against what I wanted. And I just like healthy people don't drink coffee right away. And I know a healthy person that says they drink coffee later on, like in their first meeting of the day, but they don't start their day off with it. So I I like that makes sense. So I hydrate in the morning. I, I and then and, and I'm a I'm a reader at times and some other times I'm not. And sometimes I'm just a thinker. And I just love to think and journal and write and write and write and write. And that's when I just feel alive and in the in the mode. Then I go out for my walk, I get my exercise in, go to the gym. I where I live, I can work out right in my same place. So I do a walk, I do the workout three days a week. Um, and then I, um, I'm just in this positive flow, but telling you what, man, none of this works if you do not have enough sleep, right? So it starts with sleep and I'm a huge believer in sleep and I never was until now. And I'm a believer in sleep. So it starts with sleep. And then it also starts with getting me into that positive flow. And I, I, if you ever want to Google something on this, it's called the emotional guidance scale. And an emotional guidance scale is just a list of positive emotions and a list of negative emotions. And I really, in that thinking period of my time in the morning, I just really think myself into a positive place. And so I practice that. And if I have stinking thinking going on or negative things going on in my life, I'll just, I'll, I'll let those, I'll pause on those. I use some different affirmations that I'll just say all is well. Everything is working out for my greater good from this situation. Only good is going to come. And this practice allows me to quiet my mind. And then when I quiet my mind, the answer always appears. So whatever I'm, you know, last night I lost my battery to my electric, my new electric bike that I'm all excited about. I lost my battery charger to it. Literally couldn't find it. We searched the entire house. I was, I thought it got thrown out and I was just super frustrated, but I'm like, nope. I'm just going to quiet my mind. I'm going to quiet my mind here. All is well. Everything's going to work out. It's going to be fine. I'm going to find this charger. All is well. And then later that night we found it, right? But that's an example of you can get yourself into a frenzy and you can get all pissy and mad and angry and start blaming people in the family. And you did this and you did that. And, you know, where's my charger? Where, you know, or yeah. you could just relax, right? And calm the mind. So I've just really have been practicing that. And again, I do that strictly in the morning to, to just really get into a good spot and be ready for the day and be excited because what I think and feel I make real. So if I want to have a good yeah. day, I can make, I can have a good day. I can do that. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. So I'm sorry. We got to go back to the rapid fire, right. but no, it was my bad. It was my bad. I went off, I went off uh, script there. All right. What's the biggest misconception that people have about real estate agents? Um, they, think that they make a lot of money and they have no overhead and that the commission check just goes straight to their pocket and um, they just really don't realize how much we struggle. Yeah. Like easy money. Mm -hmm. um, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Um, and then the same question, what advice would you give to yourself starting in real estate? 18 year old self. Um, I would have, I would have just said, stay the course. There's so many different things that I tried that I was on to something and I gave up way too early. And so I would just say, stay the course. If, because uh, uh, the reason I preach so much about, you know, working according to a vision and sticking according to the vision, because every area of success in my life, I went through a breakdown before the breakthrough. And in areas that I failed, 
I quit at the breakdown point. Right. Yes. And so I, I, there's, I feel there's, that in my yeah. core. I feel that I've had, I, I don't want to cut you off there, but I've had, I, I always say it's like when you're at the lowest point, find a way to get through that because there's yep. there, it's going to change. But when you're feeling like, Oh, this is so bad. Like it's a despondent. It's like, man, that's it. It's not getting worse than this. So just keep going and it'll, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I felt no, that. No, you're onto it. That's exactly it. Yep, just keep going. It's a, it's the three feet from gold or two feet from gold. That's in 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 um, uh, thinking grow rich. I mean, it's really that theory. Like, just don't don't give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what advice would you give to your younger self starting in real estate? Gosh, I really when I when I hit the ground running with real estate, I really don't know if I would change much. I really am proud of the way that I did did everything. I I focused. I knew that I needed to reach my sphere. I knew that I needed to reach out and get some leads. I called Fizzbos and expireds right away and didn't like that. Um, but I thought that that was the only way. And then I fell in love with open houses and I found my way with open houses. And then to date myself, um, I social media wasn't even a thing when I was selling real estate. Um, so I, I started out blogging back in the day. And, and so, you know, just um, knowing that I had that clear plan, uh, if anything, maybe I would have started earlier. I didn't start till I was 23 or 24. So maybe if I was 18, I would have said start now instead yeah. of waste. But, but I learned a lot in the screen printing business too. That took, that led me to where I don't, I guess I don't have much regret about starting as a, as a new agent. Yeah. That's why I love coaching them too. Cause I feel like I know the path I can help them. Yeah. So I guess the answer to that question for what advice would you give to your younger self is sign up for the program and you'll see. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. we'll there we go. That was a softball nail. Come on. That's man. right. You teed that program. one up for me, man. I appreciate yeah. it, brother. Let's do that again. All right. What advice would you give to your younger self starting real estate? Let's give it again. <laughs> yes. Come join Agent Rise. That's it. <laughs> um, which book has had the most profound impact on your personal and professional life? The Gap in the Gain, without a doubt. Um, the Gap in the Gain by uh, uh, Dr. Joe, or no, who is it? Uh, Dan Sullivan and uh, gosh, how do I not remember his name? Benjamin, Benjamin Hardy. Ja- name, so. Yeah, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan, they wrote The Gap in the Game. They also have The Who, Not How. And their new book that I just love is 10X is Easier Than 2X. But the the gap in the gain is a life changer. And I have every member that joins Agent Rise. It's a mandatory read. Um, and then uh, The 12-Week Year is another one of my favorites. And um, Think and Grow Rich and just any mindset book. I mean, there's so many amazing mindset books. Also, to tap into Dr. Joe Dispenza too, man. That guy is on fire. And he is just re- releasing so much awesome content on the power of our mind and the power of our brains. And just how we can heal ourselves. We can, I mean, there's just so many amazing things we can do. It's it's so powerful. So that that I get fired up when we start talking about books. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, a couple more. What's one thing on your bucket list that you still have yet to do? Um, I is, gosh, um, it's, it's to, um, I I just, I'm just, I got, this is rapid fire. I got to think here. Um, (laughs) I've done so much of my bucket list that I can't remember what's left. Um, I, I guess I want to live on the beach. I guess that's my bucket list. I want to live on the beach. I live a half an hour from the beach right now and I live in a great setting and I love it, but I want a house right on the beach. 
I was going to say your 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 life has basically just been a literal commute to get closer and closer and closer to the beach. And right, you're, you're pretty close. You're only half an hour away. That's so right. That's right. Maybe in yes. about five years, we'll do another podcast. Yes. And then you'll be like, I don't know. I've done everything on my bucket list. <laughs> and I just wish that everybody could see the Wisconsin boy in me too. You know, just like a snapshot from like three years ago. Like I, I was lucky if I went from Wisconsin to Iowa back in yeah. the day, you know, and, and now here I'm. You know, it's, it's now you're living in Florida wearing a Hawaiian t shirt. That's right. That's right. Yep, yeah, there's yep, not a whole lot of Wisconsin. Yep. You're just, that's I great. mean, you just, you just scream farm boy. <laughs> that's right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's, yeah. uh, let's get to the tough ones. You ready? Yes. What are you afraid of? Um, getting in my, in my own way. I'm, I'm afraid of, um, of, of, I, I, I have these, you know, worry thoughts and I have anxiety and stuff like just like every other human. But um, I allow it to get the best of me, and so I'm afraid. I'm afraid of uh, of letting that get the best of me. And it's mm-hmm. uh, again going off script here, but that's um, it's an ongoing struggle that you can. I'm assuming it's like a muscle. You can get stronger, but it's never like you've never done. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I think the other thing too is just not. Uh, I'm afraid of not being enough for everybody, right? I got a lot of, I got a lot of pressure, uh, coaching a lot of agents and I really take responsibility for their success. And so you can, you can let that weigh on you because we know that success is a lagging indicator. And if they stay on track, they will get there, but there's some hard times in between and it can really weigh on you. It can, you know, can, can eat you up. So you got to just stay focused and dialed in and, and yeah. It's tough because you got to, on the one hand, remove yourself, but on the other hand, not remove yourself too much because that empathy and the personal investments in their success is one of the reasons that makes you who you are and so great at what you do. Yep. So it's kind of a, a tough balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is what's your why? My why is I am just so passionate about helping agents succeed. And I, and I just literally... Um, we just got done with Agent Rise Breakthrough Week, which is a weekly podcast. It's a, a series of podcast episodes that we release of all of the you know the recent agents that broke through with our program. And I cannot get through them without crying. I just literally, it just I get so emotional because I know the fight that was in is in each and every one of them. I know the challenges they went through. I know the ups and the downs. And then to hear them break through and actually build a business they love, it's just that's my why. And so I just want to hit that on repeat over and over and over. And my family knows my why my family supports my why, like we're all driven to do the same thing. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's exciting to be in tune with that. And it's also exciting to, I used to always say my why was my family. Um, and, and there it's, 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 it's always bigger than that. Like in, and, and so, um, you know, I, I, to me it's, it gets cliche by saying your why is your family. And, um, you know, my, my family is everything to me, but it's like that, that's bigger than my why, right? Like my why is what drives my business and what drives me to, to do what I want to do to help people succeed. Um, but, uh, and that to me, that just motivates me to no end. Yeah. So. So Tony Robbins once said that it's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives, but it's what we do consistently. And I think you're a walking, talking embodiment of that as are your people and everyone in your ecosystem and your coaching program. Um, And as such, I anticipate and I sure as hell hope that all listeners to the Real Marketer podcast right now are hearing this. And um, I understand it's a very scary decision to make uh, an investment and to pull a trigger on their own success and I don't know, their own future because it's scary for so many ways. It's maybe a lot of money. What if it works? What if it doesn't work? Like it's scary, but 
um, you as a, like I said, a walking, talking embodiment of this, who've implemented your own lessons so many times. Um, really, I think if there's anyone that somebody should be investing in, it's somebody who's done it in their own business and continues to do it every single day of the week. And hearing how you've spoken about um, not only your why, but also what you're afraid of is the feelings of not showing up, even though you're giving 110% to everybody. What if that's not enough? And I think if you're going, like I said, if you're going to invest time and money and energy into somebody, that's the kind of person that I would want to invest in. So all that being said, how can people find you and your coaching program? Thank you so much. And the best place to find us is at agentrisecoaching.com. Of course, we're we're all over the place, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. But uh, go to agentrisecoaching.com. Also, we have a podcast that we release an episode every single week, and that's at agentrisecoaching.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. Thank you so much, Neil, for coming on the show. We really appreciate all your time. Awesome. Thank you again, Oliver. Appreciate you, brother.